Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Well, it's great to see you here with us in the room celebrating and obviously folks connecting in online. And we're continuing our series. The focus that we've had this summer is about a summer of freedom. We kind of are wondering if that's still happening, if we're still heading in the right direction in terms of all we've been living through. But actually our focus has been the freedom that Christ wants to bring to our hearts and lives. And knowing that it's the desire of God that you and I can continually learn what it is to discover that freedom in our hearts and lives. Last week, Joe spoke so well, and I I keep having that visual image that that Joe used, which was so powerful, of the train going around and around just to the side here. And she talked about how negative thoughts create all kinds of challenges for us. And in so many ways, I'm working off the back of what Joe set up in thinking about how negative emotions, things that we feel and experience, hurts from our past maybe hurts from our present, have such an impact on our hearts and lives. You see, life can be a wounding experience because we live in a wounded world. That's part of what seems to be the common human experience that we feel that life wounds us and situations and things we have to navigate leave an effect so very often on our emotions. We all get wounded by all kinds of different, different, difficult, negative experiences. Broken relationships, hurtful words, horrible insults, rejection, bereavement, infidelity, and a range of negative human experiences. You know, a number of years ago, I was deeply wounded. I discovered things about my family history that I never knew and the consequences for me and for a range of people in my extended family were significant and were devastating. Some of my family carried and still carry deep wounds because of the actions of one person and I don't think I've ever experienced hurt as deep as I experienced then and the turmoil in my soul that that created. I was an experienced Christian leader leading a church and to all intents and purposes seeing a God bless our lives and the, the situation that we were in. But inside, in my mind and in my emotions, I was in turmoil. And I tried and continued to minister, you know, do that good Pentecostal, put the mask on, if you can see the almost the pun in it, put the mask on and carry on doing. And that's what I always known to do growing up in an Elim church and just do the things you need to do. But inside, I was hurting. And I know that I'm not the only person that carries a story like that here today or watching in online with us. Some of you may even be struggling today significantly with the damage you've experienced from the past. And nobody really knows what you're going through. And I want today, more than anything, to bring words of hope and life to you for your experience. You know, 800 years before Jesus came and entered our world, the prophet Isaiah prophesied that the Jewish Messiah and Jesus who came to be the saviour for the whole world would enter the world. And, And he uses these words, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation in Isaiah 61 and verse 1. 
The mighty spirit of Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted, to tell captives, you are free, and to tell prisoners, be free from your darkness. And the truth is that through a living personal relationship with Jesus, through the help of God's Holy Spirit, you and I can know what it is to walk in freedom from those things that have happened in our past. But I want to start by exploring for a few moments how wounds happen and make a connection with how physical wounds happen, with maybe how some of those emotional, psychological, mental wounds have happened in our lives. The first is through intentional attacks. You know, when somebody has deliberately and violently caused harm to another person. And we know that there is enormous damage being done to some people in physical ways through attacks and violation of their personal space and their physical well-being. But actually, what we tend to find is that the trauma that somebody experiences as a result of a physical wound can last much longer than the physical wound itself. When that wound has been appropriately dealt with and begun to heal, the, the fear and the anxieties and the memories of what has happened can linger long in the human soul. And our soul is made up of the things we think, the things we feel, and therefore the choices that we make as a result. And what we realise in our life journey is that we are far more emotionally and spiritually and psychologically fragile than sometimes we're comfortable with understanding. And as humans and as followers of Jesus, we are really quite vulnerable. There's a famous passage in the New Testament where Jesus talks about the contrast between the enemy of our soul and what Jesus himself brings to us. It's in John chapter 10 and verse 10. And again, in the Passion Translation, it says this, I am the gateway, Jesus talking about himself. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom and satisfaction. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Friends, our enemy, the devil, doesn't fight fair. He wants to wound us badly. He is not sympathetic. I have to say today, he hates us. He hates us because of who is in us. He hates the church and his intention, in the words of Jesus, is to bring damage and harm and to wound our lives. Wounds that are designed to destroy, to disaffect our devotion and our commitment to walk with God. He wants us to be wounded and to live as prisoners of the wounds that we experienced in our past, the things that have hurt us emotionally. How many of us have been wounded by what people said, but what sometimes makes it a deeper wound is how deliberate it was. Things that were done, how intentional they were. And that itself creates all kinds of challenging damage to our hearts and minds. And as wounded people, one of the tragedies 
is that wounded people can feel trapped in their past, particularly the past hurts that they have experienced. It struck me when Jane was speaking just a couple of weeks ago around the theme of forgiveness, I think she said something similar to this. Why is it that I can't remember what I had for dinner a week ago, but I can remember the things said to me 10, 20, 30 years ago, the things done to me. And it's because of the deep impact. They almost tattoo themselves onto our soul and have an impact in how we live our lives, imprisoning us so very often. Maybe that was why Peter, when he writes his epistle, his letter to believers, one of two in the New Testament, he says this in 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And there's quite a contrast here with the song that we sang earlier, which talks about Jesus as a lion. The Old Testament talks about Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah, reflecting Jesus as the king and reflecting his, his power and his strength. But here, Peter is telling us that Satan is like a lion in the violent intent to damage and to be destructive. And so we know that sometimes the wounds we carry are by some intentional or deliberate attack. But sometimes we're wounded by accidental injuries. You know, unintentional hurts, things that people never intended or things that we never imagined happening to us. We, we trip over things, silly little things that really don't mean a lot, but to us, they hurt us. So I'm going to find out how sympathetic you are here in the room here to someone's pain. But some time ago, doing my, my husbandly duties of washing up, I reached for the tap and there must have been a little burr of metal and I, I cut my finger just there. I can tell you online they're not sympathetic. Come on, it really hurt. And you ladies know that, that us men, we have far more sensitive nerve endings when it comes to pain. And I, I couldn't even do the important things of life like use the remote control with my left hand. I had to do it with my right hand. But it was interesting to me how something small was such a significant irritant. Every time I little, bent my little thumb here, it hurt. And I made light of it. But actually, the representation of smaller accidental injuries we experience in our lives can still have an impact upon us. Because life is full of accidental wounds and often people just don't understand that we're hurting. See, wounds can affect our ability to relate well, function well and relate to people. Sometimes it's the wounds that we experience that make it difficult to connect with people. Sometimes we've wondered, why is it we just can't get on with that person? Why is it they're so sharp? Why is it they're not personable? Why is it they're so closed off? And sometimes we make an assumption or a presumption on their personality without understanding their wounds, their story, their journey. Because why would we, unless we're close enough, they could trust us to talk about it. And in Psalm 38, 11, the psalmist tells us that my friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds, my neighbours stay far away. And our hearts are tender places. 
They are the engine of our thoughts and emotions. And to go back to Joe's great illustration last week of the train going around, and I was just sat down there thinking about it last Sunday morning in readiness for today. And she had just the engine, as it were, going around and around that train track. And she's quite right, I think, in saying that that engine is our thoughts. But you see, what the engine pulls, which doesn't have any power, the carriages are our emotions. Because the reality is that they are connected because the things we think affect what we feel. The negative thought processes create emotions that just follow on along. And the connectedness of our hurts and how we're held in bondage exists in those places. And we know that sometimes even a small little injury can become infected and needs particular treatment. It may be small, but if infected, it can cause huge damage. And I wonder sometimes if there are things that have been small, but have become so enormous in our hearts and lives because they weren't treated well early and they have grown and become infections in our soul in the way we think and the way we live and held us in bondage. Have you allowed a small wound to become infected in your soul so it has been infected by bitterness and anger and resentment and the wound has just grown and grown. But I was struck with the fact there's another way that wounds happen that is completely different and so important for us to see today and that is by surgical procedure. See, this kind of wound is very different it's a wound designed to free us from pain. Because the truth is, to truly bring healing, you must sometimes create a wound. For the surgeon to cut away the cancer or fix the broken bone or transplant the new heart or repair the bleeding vein, you have to wound to gain access. And in this cut, the difference is the compassion and the intent to heal. A good while ago, a number of years ago now, I, I was up later one evening, Amanda had gone to bed, and you know you're kind of channel surfing. And on the BBC, there was a, a series of, doc, of a documentary about great surgical procedures, groundbreaking surgical procedures taking place at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. I live three miles from the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. And it was a really, really impactful kind of programme because one of the patients they were treating was a lady who had a huge, I mean, it was huge, sarcoma tumour. And they showed you the surgical team preparing for what was going to be a huge operation, a life or death transforming operation. And they were going through what I imagine, the, certainly the clinicians, the doctors and nurses uh, here and, and, and watching online would understand the kind of meeting beforehand, the preparation meeting. And the clinical lead asked the surgeon this question as, as she's filling out bits of paper. How long will it take? And the surgeon's words just struck me so deeply. He said, until it's finished. And they followed that story and 12 hours later, the operation was completed. They'd removed this huge tumour and the woman lived beyond that. But the surgeon saying, until it is finished, spoke so much to me. All the things that surgeon was going to be doing, I thought back through the previous 12 hours, all the things I'd done, the meals I'd eaten, the work I'd done. 
And to know the level of concentration that team and that surgeon had to help that woman. And God spoke to me in that moment. And he spoke deep into my spirit as I was reflecting on some of the pain I was feeling. And he said this, he said, son, I want you to know I will take as long as it takes until you're whole. And suddenly the heart of God the Father, the great physician, spoke into me that he's never going to give up working in my heart and my life until I can live in the freedom of the healing that Jesus brought for me on the cross. That he came and laid his life down so that I could pick his life up and live in that freedom. And so sometimes we need to experience the cut of the great physician, open and willing that we'll allow God to work in our hearts and our lives to cut away the damaged parts of our soul. Because we need to understand that sometimes our emotions that we hold on to, our negative emotions we cling to need his intervention. Do you remember how in John chapter 5, Jesus comes to a place called the Pool of Bethesda? And what was interesting about that place is there were a lot of people, sick and injured, crippled people who sat around there. And they did so because of this mythological idea that they had that at some point an angel would come and just touch the waters. And when the angel touched the water, the first person into the pond, as it were, into the water would be healed. And this guy had been there for 38 years And for whatever reason, had never been the first person to get into that place. And Jesus asked him a question. He didn't say, do you want me to help you into the water? He said, do you want to be whole? And I remember seeing that long, long time ago and thinking, why on earth would Jesus ask that question? Isn't that somewhat unfair? A man crippled for 38 years. But you see, I think what Jesus was saying is, if I heal you, you don't come back here again. You don't come back here to earn your living this way by earning on the love and the sympathy and the compassion of others. You see, sometimes, folks, if we're really honest, can I be honest with you today? Sometimes the comfort of the pain is easier to live with than the uncertainty of what life would be like if I didn't have it any longer as the means by which people were sympathetic towards me. And if we truly want healing from those things, then we need to invite God, the great physician, to come and work in our hearts in his compassionate, loving, tender, sensitive ways. You see, the beauty of what God did for us is this, expressed in this truth, that the Father allowed his Son to be wounded so that I could be healed. In Isaiah 53, Years again, 800 years before the coming of Jesus, Isaiah the prophet foresees what God will do through Jesus to bring healing to the world. And he says this, that he endured the punishment that made us completely whole and by his wounding, we find healing. I want to say to you, if you're watching in online today, if you're here in the room, And you've never yet opened your life to experience the life-changing power of Jesus Christ, a personal relationship with him. He stepped into our world so that we could be whole. 
that we could excuse me, know that freedom that comes from walking with him. It is only possible to be free from our wounds through a personal relationship with Jesus. And however you are wounded by deliberate attacks or accidental injury, we all need the same help of God the Holy Spirit to come and minister to those wounds in our hearts and lives, to cleanse them and to bind them up. Why is it that it's second nature to us to seek medical assistance and help for our physical wounds, but not seek divine help for the wounds of our souls? So how is it? That's, a, that's unpacked a lot of those truths, but how? And I want to show you by looking at these three points here on the screen and three things that I think are really critical when it comes to how do we know this healing. The first of them is truth. So we need to be honest about what we've experienced and what we hold on to. We need to know and be real and be honest and truthful with ourselves about the reality of what we're experiencing, the hurt and pain in our lives. But of course, we also need treatment. We need to submit to God's working in our lives through the Holy Spirit. That was why Jesus came. And when Jesus moved, went left and when he was ascended to be with the Father, he said, I'm sending you the Spirit, one of the same kind, one of God like Jesus is, to come and be that minister into our hearts and our lives. But then, of course, we also need time. We need to be patient, allowing the time needed for our wounds to heal. They don't heal quickly. They don't take place just overnight. Any of you who have experienced a physical wound know it can take time for those to heal. I wonder when the last time it was that you saw a miracle. A genuine miracle. Automatically, many of you are thinking of physical things and you may well have seen some amazing miracles. There have been a few times in my life I've been around an environment where it seems like a real genuine miracle took place. But if you look around this room, you're surrounded by miracles today. If you were to look around this room and just have a little bit of a glimpse, if you online were to be able to see the stories of people here in this room with us, you'd see people who've been hurt and broken by all kinds of things in life. Yet they have experienced the healing power of Jesus. People who've been Injured by sickness more than just the physical effects, by bereavement, by broken relationships, by rejection and abuse and failure and all kinds of disappointments. But we're still here. We're still worshipping. We're still following Jesus. We're still walking this pathway of faith in Him and trusting Him. And for some people out there, that's a miracle. Because they can't imagine, some people watching online can't imagine how it could possibly be that Jesus could heal us. There's one more truth before I wrap up today that I really want you to see. And it's seen in the person of Jesus and that's this, that your wounds will one day be scars. Your wounds will one day be scars. Because a wound does heal. It does just leave a scar. And scars are not something that we should be ashamed of. And necessarily, the scars of our life journey feel we have to hide them away. Because I saw in John chapter 20 that Jesus was healed of his wounds, but he was not 
healed of his scars. Have you ever thought about that? Let me show it to you in John chapter 20, verses 26 and 27. And this is a week after the resurrection. On the first night of the resurrection, Jesus appears to the disciples, but Thomas was absent. But one week later on that same Sunday, Jesus appears back in the same room with those disciples plus Thomas. And it says that Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands, see the scars. Put your hand into my side, stop doubting and believe. Because I believe that the representation of Jesus who today is present beside the Father, interceding, praying for you and me. He's the mediator between God and man. He's on a throne in the presence of God and he carries the scars of the work he did at the cross to remind us for all eternity that what Jesus experiences so that we can be free and know his healing. And you don't need to be embarrassed by your scars. Because scars are wounds that have healed. Scars say, this is what I overcame in the power of the Spirit. This is how God helped me. This is how bad it was. And look at what God has done. And other people need to know that some of us in the room have scars because they're the story that they too can know healing and freedom from the hurts and the things that have hindered their lives from knowing true freedom. Because scars are a testimony to God's ability to heal our wounds. I still carry a scar. It's not going to go away in this lifetime. There are memories and there are still aspects of the life that I live and still relationships that are difficult for people. And through it all, what I've learned even though my wound is not a wound anymore, it's a scar. And sometimes it's a little sore. And sometimes something happens that makes it feel sore in my heart and life. I have learned what it means to thank God for his healing power that he is able. And I didn't think I could get to where I am today. If you'd gone back years and people who were in the church I was leading knew nothing about the turmoil of my soul. But today... Through the healing power of Christ, I don't feel hindered and bound as I once did. And I can join with the psalmist who says in Psalm 147 verses 1 and 3, how good it is to sing praises to God, how pleasant and fitting to praise him. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Folks, I want to say to you today, our wounds can be healed. We need to be in the presence of God, open to him until every wound and hurt and offence has been cleansed and bathed in his love and his truth. And then healing begins to work on our soul to get us to a place where one day it might just be a scar. Your wounds holding you prisoner today? Would you love to be free from the pain and the irritation? The same Jesus who walked this planet, who walked that small land of Israel, healing the sick physically and emotionally, binding their wounds. He is here 
by His Spirit today. I declare that in this place. He is here by His Spirit. And He's within each of us who know and love Him. He's with us to heal us from our wounds. And you may be watching in online at this moment and you may be wishing that you could be here with us and somebody could pray with you as we'll get opportunity in just a moment. But we want you to know that we're still here for you. And a little thing's going to come up on the screen with a QR code that you can use. And you just, just use your camera for that on your phone or your device. And, or you can find it in the chat in whatever you're, you're, wherever you're watching. And we, we can say one for you. Somebody can connect with you in prayer today for the healing for your heart and for your life. And the song that we're going to use is our response today. It starts by saying this, are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin. Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. I want to invite you in the room to stand with me. We're going to pray. We're just going to ask God's Holy Spirit for those who are watching in online and for those of us here in the room, just to come and minister to us. Let's just maybe open our hands here in the room to the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. And we say, Father, today in this place and for those watching in online too, we're asking that you would come and you would minister deeply to the wounds of our hearts. There may be some people today, Father, who feel that pain ever so significantly. And the enemy would now want to come and press into that wound. And we just stand in faith today, believing that you, the great comforter, Holy Spirit, God with us here now, where we're watching, here in the room, would let us know your embrace, the embrace of a tender, loving, spiritual, emotional physician for our soul. As we sing this song, would you just minister deeply, I pray, into our hearts and our lives in Jesus' name. Amen.